Hey sister, welcome to season four of the Your Sorority Journey podcast. I'm Cassie, a sorority advocate and community enthusiast. After spending the last eight years traveling the country to experience sorority with sisters like you on your campuses and at your conferences, I started this podcast and her sorority journey to help you navigate the various seasons that sorority has to offer. From finding your place in sisterhood to running for officer positions, all the way to preparing for your career after graduation, This podcast is your guide on how to get the most out of your sorority and apply it to your goals in college. Thanks for inviting me along on your journey. Katie, welcome to the Your Sorority Journey podcast. I'm so thrilled to talk to you today about all things recruitment counselors. Cassie, I am so, so excited to be here chatting with you today and just sharing all the love and PHC um, knowledge that I've gained during being a recruitment counselor. Oh, I'm so excited. And I uh, I love chatting with you about all things podcast and recruitment counselors in your interview, as I've gotten to know you just in our first week of the internship. So this is like always exciting when we have an avid listener get to be a guest on the podcast. Like that's a huge joy for me. Um, so Katie, do you want to just like go ahead and introduce yourself for our audience? That is also you uh, a little bit about your sorority journey, maybe some leadership positions that you've taken on. Um, and yeah, what the next season of your sorority journey is going to hold. Awesome. So hi, my name is Katie Schenkel. I am a current senior at Drexel University and my affiliation is Delta Gamma. Um, I went through recruitment in COVID times, fall 2020, which was super crazy for everybody. But surprisingly, I think I had the most fun doing my Zoom recruitment process. I, everyone was like, oh, like, I, it's such a chore. Like I'm wearing sweatpants. I think I wore a dress, heels, full makeup. I was so into it. Ian, Go you. That's awesome. <laughs> I had the best time. And in finding my home in DG, I also found that amazing home in Panhellenic as well. And I, through those few days of Zoom calls, I just felt so empowered, enlightened, and like I just had found my home. Um, so then after that, I went on to be director of ecom, which is social media manager and VP of communications on our chapter management team for Delta Gamma. And then I am sadly about to graduate and end my collegiate experience in DG in just a month, which is so sad, Um, but I'm staying in the area pursuing my master's. Um, So I'll definitely still be remaining close to my chapter in the coming years. And now of course I am a Her Story Journey intern, which I could not be more excited about. (laughs) Um, I have a minor in marketing and majors in interior design. So I'm sort of continuing all my like creative energy and my experiences that I've had doing social media for my chapter and taking it into this next step in this awesome PHC love filled, amazing um, platform with Cassie. Oh, well, we're so thrilled to have you. Uh, Katie is going to be working on our uh, social media strategy. So helping think about how we're streamlining all the things that we do from the back end of our resources and our services all the way through to what y'all see on Instagram, TikTok, and anywhere else y'all connect with us regularly. So we were really excited to have you on this summer. And I, uh, I'm i excited to hear a little bit more, even like selfishly about your recruitment counselor experience, because what's funny is I started her sorority journey in March of 2020. And so you probably went through that fall. Yeah, fall 2020. Exactly. And so I remember the resources and the tools that we were trying to create because we were all like flying by the seat of our pants, like creating things that didn't exist before. And I think what's cool to hear about the positive experience that you had on Zoom is honestly one that I had hoped would come from the virtual recruitment experience. My hope was that 
by completely eradicating the normal of how we do things that we would actually start to uh, layer in some more intentionality into the recruitment process and start asking the hard questions of like, okay, why do we do it this way? We've is it just because we've always done it this way or is there an actual deeper purpose that we can start diving into? Um, and so I'm curious, based on your recruitment experience going through virtually, what stirred up in you this desire to be a recruitment counselor? So um, besides the fact that I had just an amazing experience with all of the five chapters on my campus, Jackson's a super small community, it's only five of us, but I had sort of expected <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Oh, good. Um, I had expected to maybe like super vibe with one chapter and maybe not with others, but I vibed with every single chapter. And I was like, wait, like I can see myself in any one of these. And it really feels like I've already made friends just by being like going through the primary recruitment process in all these chapters. So I super like, I just really identified with that sense of belonging at home. Um, and I, um, just was so motivated to like get into leadership really fast. And I had so much fun um, as a potential new member that I really wanted to like take that moment to go do it all again, run it, back, run it all back on the dip, on the other side um, and sort of see the other perspective of how it looks like to be that mentor and be that friend for, um, for potential new members to have when they go through the process, which is so sometimes so scary. It's really intimidating as we've seen and um, it's honestly, it doesn't need to be that scary. And I feel like when I was a recruitment counselor, I just really wanted to like, not totally demystify everything, but be that confidant, be that best friend who can say like, Hey, I know this is really scary right now, but no matter what happens, no matter which chapter you end up in, or maybe you don't join one at all, you are going to learn more about yourself through the process and you're going to be better for it. I love that. And I, I, I love how your experience really like moved you to want to help potential new members like be that mentor that you kind of needed to like put your attention and focus in the right areas you and I were just chatting if you're listening to this episode not watching it on YouTube you can't see that Katie's got this like beautiful sunflower backdrop behind her that she said just like really like set her apart throughout her potential new member experience and I, I bet that's like that was part of like you really want to like kind of be like that sunflower, that like bright light, like mentor and the potential new members experience. I can just like see that from you. And I, uh, I think those tight knit communities, like those like five or less or like seven or less chapters on a campus can kind of go either way. They can either be like really competitive and you can like flock toward like one or two and like the rest just like don't feel right. Or it's like the other direction of like, oh, I could like see myself in any of these because it's like a really tight knit community. And I think it takes like really confident women to cultivate a sense of like belonging in the community at large and like deter and like, I don't know, like reject this sense of competition, which I think is really cool. What, what, what would you say was your favorite part of being a recruitment counselor? And what do you think was like the most surprising part about being a recruitment counselor? For sure. So my favorite part was definitely just the amazing relationships that I got to form with the potential members. Not oh, only of course. Group, but all the ones I got to meet. I still see them on the street six months later. And especially the ones that I got to mentor through the process. I got to see them go from a scared young woman, maybe looking for a piece of belonging, not sure, totally freaked out about the process. What am I going to wear? What is all of this? Yeah. My voice going to 
gonna like, am I gonna lose it? Like, are they gonna hear me in these houses? To at the end of bid day, getting to see them run home, getting to see them grow and truly like fall in love with the Panhellenic experience. It is something that I did like now two and a half, three years ago. Um, and just getting to see that same sort of like, just love for the sorority community um, it was so beautiful to, to see. Um, and reinforce that you're, you, we do have different letters, but we all have the same heart and values. I feel like that's just really the heart of what we all should be preaching as we enter like primary. Totally. Yeah, I love that. Do you have like a good relationship with your chapter? Like, would you say like before you were a recruitment counselor, you had like a really close, like fond relationship with DG? Oh, of course. I think anybody you ask in my chapter would say that I'm probably the most pro DG person you've oh. ever met. <laughs> so, okay. Was it hard then? Was it hard to separate yourself from your chapter? Like what, what like drove you to make the decision to like be on the Panhellenic side versus Delta Gamma? for your last recruitment as a collegian? It was so hard. And I was actually on executive board that year. So it wasn't- What was, was your role? Maybe you told us in the intro. I was VP communications. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was It was so hard. Like not only was I leaving behind the chapter experience, but I was leaving behind the exec experience. Like yeah. being so Um, But all of my friends who had been recruitment counselors in the past really like, as the registration was opening, they were like, you should do this. Like, you would be so good for this. Like, those PNMs need you to, like, help them through this process. And I think you would bring such great energy. And I was like, okay, like, let's go on the limb and do it. And I had just a really strong gut feeling that that's what I needed to do in my last recruitment. Um, see it from all different, like, three different perspectives then. And yeah. I do It was the perfect choice for me. I love that. So what would you say in being a recruitment counselor was like the most surprising or unexpected element of your role? I would say definitely that I got so much closer to the other recruitment counselors in my chapter. Oh, I'd that's cool. I had expected to make friendships with new people that I had didn't know. But honestly, I it's those like unexpected moments of um just more closeness and um friendship with people that you already knew. Like I remember this one it was like a rainy morning, a preference round. I walked over to a different house that my friend was stationed at and we like sat in the rain eating breakfast burritos and coffee and like bonding about our PMs and where we thought they were gonna go and how mm -hmm. they were dealing with the process and um, really just learning to like rely on those people and those um, relationships that I'd already formed um, to just get through all the craziness and hectic stuff that is recruitment. Um, totally. But yeah, the relationships just got so much stronger and I really, didn't expect that but it was an unforeseen perk <laughs> totally yeah taylor swift should write a song about breakfast burritos in the rain and like <laughs> deep heart to hearts because like that's where the magic happens you know like i i love that that's something that you look back on because i um it was definitely not raining in arizona when i was a recruitment counselor it was like 117 and we were all just like dying from the heat and going back and forth between these buildings. We didn't recruit out of houses. We like recruited out of like university rooms. And uh, I remember like I was studying for the LSAT at the time, just like how supportive our, I was on panel like exec, so I wasn't exactly a recruitment counselor, but like how supportive like the other exec members were as I was like trying to like also get other things done while like supporting PMs after they like fell down a flight of stairs or like, getting my recruitment counselors where they needed to be and making sure that they had what they need to be successful. And 
the closeness that I felt with my other like Sigma Kappa sisters was like, oh man, like I'm so excited to run home with y'all. Not like, I don't know. Like I'm so excited to like go rejoin my chapter with you all. Because I think one thing that's hard about being a recruitment counselor is you feel like, especially if you're on exec or you're in a tight knit friend group, you feel like you're like missing out on a lot of these memories, right? It's like, I feel like I'm like missing out on uh, these, either these like photos or like new inside jokes or, you know, like all the crazy stuff that happens during recruitment. Like that's what for so many of us like fuels the rest of our year. And so we don't have that. You, you need to be able to like pull from other things, right? Maybe that's like pulling from those relationships that you're building with other recruitment counselors or the potential new members who end up becoming members of your organization. But I also think it's like important to talk about like how to balance like panhellenic relationships like how do you stay close with pnms in different chapters with recruitment counselors in different chapters but also still hold this like close affinity to your own chapter how did you balance that like this past year your last year having so many more panhellenic relationships than you might have in the past i honestly thought it was going to be hard to have all of these different like stakeholder ideas in my head like how do I be a chapter member but also a recruitment counselor and also this friend to all these different women but it was so incredibly easy once I just kind of told myself to like leave all of the like chapter like attached ideals or kind of maybe selfish things at the door and the second that I met my extension members and they started getting schedules and asking me questions I'm like you know what I am going to be the person that they need in this moment And like, I'm going to be the best possible version of myself that I can to show up for these women in this moment that they need me. Um, And it it just came so naturally. I also got lucky with the the women in my group, but um, it was just so easy. And I felt like such an extrovert, like such a just natural friend and leader and helped them. And these beautiful relationships came out of it. And when I got to see them open their bids, whether they were for my chapter or different chapters, I just felt so much joy for them. And to this day, I still like, show up to their big philanthropy events and then <laughs> yeah. me as a rogue Emma, I'm in a member of a different chapter who now has a great relationship with them and wants to support their chapter as well yeah that's so cool it's it's funny I like can even like hear your pride in those different new members right and like how whatever bid they were receiving, like that was like a win for you but it didn't need to be Delta Gamma it was a win like if, if you loved them and they all need to be Delta Gammas. You know, we talked about this um, earlier today on our Bama Rush debrief um, about how, something I used to say a lot when I was chapter president during recruitment was I don't need every woman who comes into this room to be a Sigma Kappa, but I need every woman who leaves our room to know that they have a friend in Sigma Kappa. And I think that's like what we can model so well as recruitment counselors is I don't need you to join my chapter. It really doesn't matter what chapter I'm a part of because you have a friend in me and my chapter when you find out what that is, regardless of where you run home. Um, I heard you mention like at the beginning, as you were chat, as you were talking about this, checking some of those selfish things at the door. What, what are some of those things for you? What were some of those things that you needed to like check at the door? I think for, uh, for me, at least it was just all of these like, kind of petty like personal things like oh like how many members are we gonna get did they like my theme do they like everyone else's theme better like is like 
what are my friends doing right now? What is my chapter doing right now? What did that girl who just walked down the street like my chapter or not? Like, Mm. because you're never going to know the answers to those questions. And in that moment, I don't even think you really should try to know the answers to those questions because you just need to keep your head in the like positive PHC, um, PHC love kind of headspace for these women. Because the second that you let any of that impact you, you're not giving, you're no longer giving unbiased advice. Mm. How can I ask like how you did that? Like that's that's really vulnerable and I appreciate you sharing that because I think that's something that all of us have to go through if we're on the panhellenic side. Um and if we don't we experience that tension of oh did my favorite PNM what did she have to say about delta gamma or yeah yeah or this other chapter that I like can have some rivalry with like did she I hope she didn't like that chapter right like those kinds of thoughts can creep in how did you manage that or kind of like protect yourself from getting too into that yeah I um in those moments there were definitely lots of um uncomfortable moments moments of discomfort that things like that happened and not every member or potential member is gonna fall in love with your chapter and that's just kind of the truth um so accepting that if you, um, yeah, just accepting that not everyone's going to love your chapter and really um, separating yourself from your letters or your chapter identity, which is so hard because that's what we're like steeped in for so long as chapter mm-hmm. members. Um, just trying to get out of that mindset as much as you can and not taking it personally because I used to be the worst at taking things personally. Like anything that happens to Delta Gamma happened to me. Oh, and that yes. Was- really relatable yeah (laughs) yeah so I was like you know what I am not the physical manifestation of delta gamma and even if this one person didn't have a great experience at my chapter another person did and we are end up with a with a new member class that we deserve and that is going to be best for us yeah that's so good and I think sometimes you have to like vocalize those things to be able to own them and like combat them otherwise they're just like these pestering thoughts that we're just like constantly make us irritable or frustrated or anxious in our roles. And I think when we actually vocalize them with trusted people, like maybe it's your mom, maybe it is another recruitment counselor of your affiliation. Maybe it's not recruitment counselors of other affiliations, right? Cause we want to be careful not to be like talking down about other chapters or like over inflating our own organization because every recruitment counselor is like fighting their own battles, but like finding like trusted individuals to like vocalize our ultimately like insecurities too so that we can show up the best for our recruit for our potential new members I think that's really wise Katie thanks for sharing that and I have a feeling a lot of our listeners will be able to relate to that I'm I'm curious to hear um what advice you would have obviously you have like a great love for your chapter and it was hard to leave your chapter to go on the panhellenic side but it's not uncommon for women to look to the recruitment counselor role because of some tension frustration disappointment within their own chapter right maybe they like weren't elected into a position that they saw themselves best fit for um maybe there's some like bitterness with another sister and they just feel like they need some space what advice do you have for recruitment counselors who are actually not super proud of their chapter membership um how would you advise them to you know represent their chapter well in this role affiliated or disaffiliated um 
to allow and ensure an easy transition back into their chapter after midday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that that can be definitely a really hard thing for some people. And I've, I've known people who've been in those same shoes. So I definitely, that isn't a foreign concept, but um, I would just take the time of primary recruitment, however long that might be at your campus, to just really try to fall back in love with your chapter and remember why you joined as you see and you're mentoring these women who are experiencing your chapter in other chapters for the first time. Um, just try to like relive the excitement, the hype, the love that you found in your chapter because you joined it for a reason. You yeah. wouldn't have accepted it if you didn't have a reason to identify with your sisters and love your your organization. Um, just take this time to really kind of get back in tune with yourself while you're not actively representing your chapter wearing letters. Um, you're representing the whole PhD community. So whether that means reaching out for friendships with women in different chapters and kind of reflecting on their values or what makes the whole community great at large, rather than just being in the like isolated mental space of your chapter. I think that time for growth and sort of reflection puts you in a really good place to on midday run back to your chapter and then think about why you joined, why you're there, um, and then all the good that that has the potential to do in your life. That's so good because I have been guilty of this too or seen this when we're disaffiliated. Um, some of us can take like the wins of our chapter really personally, right? Like it's a reflection of us, but we can also take the losses really personally, right? So when we are frustrated with our chapter and we're hearing a bunch of negative things that PNMs might be saying about our chapter, it can be easy to like fester in that or get really bitter and frustrated that um, our leaders aren't handling things better or it would have been so much better if we were there, but that's not where you are. And I don't think if this is your reason for being a recruitment counselor, I don't think it's too late to reset your reasons for being a recruitment counselor. It's not too late to prioritize the PNM in this. It's not too late to reconcile some hurt feelings over the summer with some sisters that can allow you to both participate in your unique roles in recruitment confidently. Her sorority journey has actually created a course um, that I like to call like a personal reflection and like it, like um, inventory of like where you're at in sorority. It's path to the rest stop. Um, there's a version for recruiters and recruitment counselors to allow you to look back at um, maybe some grievances or frustrations that you have with your sorority membership. Because if you've been in your chapter long enough to recruit or be a recruitment counselor, you have enough time to have some sort of conflict with your chapter and allow that conflict to actually be the reason that you continue to give it your all and really invest intentionally into it. So that course will be linked in our show notes and we'll go ahead and um, provide a discount code for you to be able to use that. So you can get those um, right reasons restored to your sorority recruitment experience in the recruitment counselor role, which as Katie has shared is so important. Um, because it is easy to swing to one extreme or the other. It's it's easy to swing to the swing to the extreme of overly protective and like hyper biased of your chapter's best interests uh, as a recruitment counselor or a pain like officer, or the other extreme of 
hyper cynical, negative, and wanting to actually like neglect and run from your chapter and just cling to this greater sisterhood that you get to be a part of. And yes, you do have access to Panhellenic, but it is through the lens of your chapter that you engage in that space. And so creating opportunities to stay connected to your chapter afterwards, or just maintaining that like fond relationship will make that transition back so much smoother. Um, So Katie, I really appreciate you hitting on that because that can be a really challenging transition, even if you do have a great relationship with your chapter um, to go back after bid day. Is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with um, as they prepare to be recruitment counselors or um, at least just serve on the Panhellenic side of recruitment this fall? For sure. I would just say have the most fun ever. Honestly, if you put your entire heart into being a recruitment counselor and get so invested in these women that you're helping, um, in their mindset, um, you will just have the time of your life getting to see the joy on their faces when they walk out of the house that they really loved. I will never forget that. And even just seeing them now on the street and wearing their own letters and I ask them like, oh, like, are you having a good time? Like, how, like, how's your membership going? And they're like, I made the right choice. Like, I couldn't Uh be more for like helping me trust my gut and find my home. So I would just say, enjoy the ride. There will be ups and downs, but in general, it's the best thing. One of the best things that you can do with your membership. I love that. Katie, thank you so much. I I told you this earlier, but when you interviewed to be an intern and you were talking about your recruitment counselor um, experience, I told Emily like, oh, we have to have her on the podcast to talk about her experience as a recruitment counselor because I know her story will be so encouraging to our listeners. So thanks for being an intern. Thanks for being on the podcast. Um, and yeah, we I just can't wait to hear how this episode impacts um, 2023 recruitment counselors. You're so welcome, Cassie. Thank you so much for this opportunity. However you listen, whether on your walk to class or drive to work, during your workout, or just while you're getting ready in the morning, thank you for tuning in to the Your Story Journey podcast today. If you resonated with this episode in any way, it would mean the world if you would tell a friend about it. Either share this episode to your Instagram story, throw the link to listen in your chapter or executive council group chat, or write a review on Apple Podcasts so more sisters can find guidance on their sorority journey just like you did. As always, sister, we are here for you and can't wait to chat again next week.